This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today and start making smarter bets. So we are here, the Genesis Invitational. Let me just tweet this link out and we are live. So let's go. We Let's talk about the waste for a second. Talk about the waste management. And then from there, we'll get into the Genesis, give you my DFS picks, give you what I'm looking for this week. So I hope you guys watch the end of that. Uh, by the way, this is my four aces hat. So go aces. Shout out DJ. Uh, it's not definitely not, a, definitely not an Atlanta Braves hat. This is definitely a four aces hat. Um, I hope you guys watched the end of the waste management because it was a great finish. I know it went into the start of the Super Bowl, but I had my I had my phone up at my Super Bowl party pretending like I was focusing on the game and I was like, yeah, go Chiefs. And then I was watching Charlie Hoffman make birdies, watching Nick Taylor make birdie. It was a great finish. And it was an overwhelmingly good DFS week for me. I had I, I didn't have any live lineups to win win ship any contests, but I cashed a good majority of my lineups. So that's a good start to the month of February parlay it into this week as well. So I hope we can do that, but it was a great finish. Nick Taylor finishing birdie, birdie, par birdie, birdie, or something like that. I think it was that five hole stretch. He made four birdies and five uh, and one par into the playoff was just so phenomenal balls to the wall. Big Dick Nick. He did exactly what he had to do. And he just didn't ever waver. Like he literally lost two strokes off the tee yesterday two strokes off the tee and found a way to win the golf tournament with scotty scheffler eyeing him down like very impressive and very ballsy from nick taylor so that was awesome to see i'm glad nick t got it done uh from a betting standpoint i had cam young in the mix sunday morning and he didn't really give it a chance he birdied one on sunday and i was like okay i emojis he's what two back now and cam young could finally get this inaugural win but he just shit the bed like Cam Young does. And that's probably what I get for betting on Cam Young. So yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Um, yeah, he, let's get into the, the Jenny. So I'm going to bring up the, the DFS board and then talk about a little bit what I'm looking for. Um, so yeah, the Genesis Invitational. Uh, this is a very, this is an event that's more predictive rather than just getting with a few random stats. I'm really high on course history this year, more than this week more than I am on a normal week. I think course history is very important, very sticky, very predictive. So I'm looking for guys who have obviously overwhelming good ball striking, good tee degree form, good tee to green form coming in, playing good golf. Like obviously no one's going to say the opposite. And from there, I'm looking at guys who have gotten it done at Riviera before, have played well at least, have gotten some decent reps here before. There's a few new names in this in this odds board that have never played Riviera before or don't have good course history that are names that you may have wanted to bet at least the last few weeks. So that might turn me off them. That might, uh, obviously all ownership dependent that might turn me off them, but let's, let's get into the leaderboard. Let's get into the, uh, DraftKings board, DraftKings board and talk about, uh, talk about, uh, some guys. So Scotty Scheffler leads the way at 11, five Rory McIlroy, 11, two, Xander Shoffley 10-1, and Victor Hovland 10K flat. So those are the guys above 10K. And I'll just say it right now. I think Scotty is another just 
lineup lock. I don't, what, what makes you not want to put Scott in your lineup? Is it the price? Cause you can easily build around 11, five. He was 11, six last week, I believe. And you could easily build around Scotty at 11, six. I had Scotty in all my lineups. He finished third and I still cashed all my lineups. Obviously you need other things to, to go well, but um, what I'm saying is it's not hard to build around Scotty at 11, five. So he's playing great golf at the moment. He's getting, I like that. He's playing like, he's not just like the Rory McIlroy's of the world where he's taking weeks off, hasn't played much in 2024. I love Scotty. His course history isn't going to turn any heads. It's 12th in 2023, 7th, 2022, 20th and 30th leading in before that. Probably one of the worst course histories for Scotty at, at all the courses. But what we know about Genesis, about Riviera, I'm sorry, is that it yields the best tee to green players to the top of the leaderboard. And Scotty Scheffler has been nothing short of the best tee to green player in the world the last year. So I love Scotty. Hot take. I love Scotty. Do I want to bet him? Uh, no, but this is, is this a betting show? No, it's a DFS show. You can easily pencil in Scotty at 11.5. Let's talk about Rory, a golf course that he should perform well on. He's performed well on his career, but the last few seasons, it's not been great. He's not been in the mix at all. And the Pebble Beach performance was a tad concerning. But I do like Rory, and I think you can get equity to him elsewhere than the DFS markets. I just don't know if I love it for four rounds, but I think he's going to pop in one of these rounds, shoot one of the one of the low rounds of the week. I truthfully do. I just see it happening where Rory comes out the gate super super fast. I think he's a good first round leader guy. I'd rather I feel more safe about Scotty at eleven five. But you might have it might be a little bit of an ownership disc discount going with Rory above Scotty. But I think Scotty is the answer. You just know what you're getting, and it's such a, a high floor. Like this dude doesn't is not going to finish worse than worse than like T seven. Not that a T seven finish from Scotty will win you all the money, but it's just so safe. I really do think Scotty is safe even at twenty eight percent. Truthfully, okay. Xander Schauffele and Victor Hovland, the real winners of last week from withdrawing from waste management. I talked about, uh, I mentioned to Will Wilcox on my show last week, broke the news on the air. I was like, uh, Xander just withdrew from waste. And he was like, yeah, that checks out. These guys don't want to deal with the bullshit. Seemed to be the right move from Xander and Austin. Uh, they, it was a mess at in Phoenix last week. A lot of guys having to deal with heckling, heckling fans. Look, it's great for one week a year. It really is. But it seems to have gone a little overboard. I, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on the Waste Management Phoenix Open as a whole. Have they gone too far or is it okay for a week? I think they've gone too far, but there's no solution if, in my opinion because it's turned into an event where the entire city of Phoenix shuts down. Like It's a waste weekend. We're getting hammered. We're, we're, we're watching the golf. 16, the whole, the whole shindig. And what are you going to do? Like to stop selling alcohol, like limit ticket sales. No, that's not going to happen. So I think just what's going to happen at waste is no one's going to play. It's not going to be elevated again. It wasn't elevated this year. It was elevated last year. It's never going to be elevated again. And no one's going to play. Is it going to, I joked on Twitter, making an alternate event, but that will, that's obviously never going to happen. So yeah, that's just my little aside on waste, I guess. But let's talk about Xander and Vic. Xander has some decent course history. I mean, not decent. His best finish here in ninth, and that came years ago when he was, I think it was his first trip here. But his course history here is usually in the between 
10th and 20th, it's not really going to win you all the money at 10 and one. And, but you, you know what you're getting with Xander. And I feel like it's weird because usually Xander makes so much sense. Like, Oh, this guy, he's got a T3 here in his career. He's playing great golf. He doesn't have that T3 here. So is he going to be giga chalk? Maybe not. And he took that week off, hopefully dialed in a little bit. I, like I said, I am so high on Xander this year. Not so high. I'm just higher, uh, higher on Xander than I usually am. I don't think I'm going to do it this week though. I just truthfully don't. I need a little break from Xander. I had a, I bet him like two or three times at the gates and it hasn't really gone well. So I think I'm going to take a little break from Xander. Now, Victor Hovland, I think I love. I think he might be an amazing DFS play. He, if you want to start with your lineups to Victor Hovland, I think it's you think you can because he's got great course history. He's finished fourth here. He's finished fifth here. He's finished 20th here and his three starts. Now, Victor Hovland is on a stretch of three straight events, losing strokes on approach. That is the worst in his entire career. But he met with his coach this past week. He took a waste off to get dialed back in. We saw just as recently as Wyndham Clark have to meet with his coach, have to work on some things, and bang, he wins immediately at Pebble Beach. So Victor Hovland is a great bounce-back candidate, a great low-owned guy at 10K, I think. I think people are going to go elsewhere because he's hitting the ball so poorly. So I think Victor Hovland at 10K is a smack, a hammer play. I just, I love it. I love it. So Scotty obviously makes a lot of sense at 11.5. If you don't want to do the Scotty thing, start your lineups with Victor. Okay, before we get into the 9K range and below, let me talk to you quickly about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite uh, fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, college hoops, simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats and cash in. You can win 100x with some spicy plays. If you've been following me on Twitter, I've been putting out Underdog plays. Uh, try to do it for every round. Uh, I like doing the lottos. I hit one... I hit one six X play on Saturday and that was it. But if you hit one six X play for the, for the week, that that's should be making a little bit of money. So uh, I'm, I'm done with the little three X hammers. I've been literally losing too much money trying to trying to, I've been losing so much money trying to win money on parlays. Like what was I thinking? It's only sprinkles from now on Just sprinkle 10 X fun, fun daily bets, not to be taken with massive hammers for three X. I don't, it's sprinkles only, but underdog is a lot of fun. You could definitely win some, you could win a hundred X in a game. So I think it is, it is fun. Um, for, for, for little sprinkles. Oh, let's get into the nine K range. Max Homa leads the way at nine, eight down to Jordan Spieth at nine K flat. This is a very interesting range. And I think all of these guys in the range are very similar. I wouldn't say win equity, maybe, maybe win equity. I think all of these guys have very similar win equity, but we have to do the Max Homa conversation. Immaculate course history. Second last year, one in 2021, fifth in 2020. It literally T10s this the last five, four years. A California stud. No one's going to say anything bad about Max Homa in California, but I will. I'm going to say something bad about Max Homa. He has not, he's got something wrong with him off the tee. I mentioned it at Torrey Pines. He was working with his coach at Mark Blackburn on this little new heel move with the driver. And whatever he did at Torrey Pines, this new move has lost his control of the driver and the long irons. That is not the recipe for success on a golf course like this. You have to be hitting it well. And Max Homa is an extremely streaky player for, for a while too. And he's the last two events, he's been poor. 
missed the cut in Phoenix, obviously, and 66 at Pebble. He has not hitting the ball well. The path for Max to have success this year is to have another performance of gaining 11 strokes putting. He did that last year at Riviera. He gained 11 strokes putting, finished runner-up. And he's literally one of the best power putters on tour, but he's not going to gain 11 strokes putting again. I just can't bet a ma- or place a Max Homa in my entry at 9-8 when he's hitting the ball this poorly. I just cannot do it. He's going to be highly owned. Max Homa is a great fade, in my opinion. Okay, Colin Morikawa, 9,500. A guy with another great course history. Second, uh, second here in 22, sixth here in 23. And he kind of doesn't fit it fit the... Uh, fit the uh, the build of the the Genesis, the, the Riviera mold, but he, he's getting it done. He's really getting it done. So Colin Morikawa, you, he, he's going to hit the, all the fairways. He's going to have a bunch of long irons in. And a lot of guys are going to go with the with the bomber narrative. I and mean, Colin Morikawa doesn't fit that mold. Although the new, Taylor, the, the new TaylorMade driver is treating him well. Colin Morikawa is hitting the ball long and straight, longer than you would think. So... I like Kyler Morikawa at 9,500. He's probably going to be popular. I think there's other options in this non carry range that you can go to. Uh, let me answer this comment real quick. Uh, hand up. That was, one of the, that was one of the worst wagers I've ever made. Ryan Fox, minus 190 to finish top Oceana. Ryan Fox, I love you, but that weekend was pathetic. Aaron Bradley played well and beat him, and so did Adam Scott. That was a bad... Uh, the weekend live ads were bad. That was... Every, I had... The rest, the pre-tournament stuff was a better than the live ads. Um, you can never have it all in one week. So appreciate the comment. We'll get him back this week. Okay, Patrick Cantlay, ninety-three hundred. Let me do the Patrick Cantlay thing. I, uh, you guys know how much I love Patrick Cantlay. You guys know how much I lose money on Patrick Cantlay on a weekly basis. Patrick Cantlay has got something wrong with the ball striking. Last year was one of the best ball striking seasons of his career. And the last two weeks, I don't know what has happened. He has been squandering strokes off the tee and on approach. And he's looked poorly. He's really looked poorly. He's lost strokes ball striking and now three straight starts. Very concerning for Patrick Cantlay, but he seems to always play well here. He finished third here last year. Top 20 a bunch of other times in his career. But look, I can't wager on Patrick Cantlay if he's hitting the ball this poorly and he's got a shaky putter to begin with. So Pat ice, I love you, dude. I really do love you. And I stand up for you in a lot of moments, Patrick Cantlay. If you're, I know you're watching this right now, Patrick Cantlay. I do stand up for you in a lot of moments, but I don't know if I could do it at 9,300 when you're just playing so poorly. The Ludwig Aberg, Ludwig Aubert, however you want me to say it, and Justin Thomas thing, the, these, this 92, 92 to 9, 9K range is, I like a lot. Ludwig Aubert, 9200, has never played here before. But like I say every single week, his driver starts him on second base. If he's driving it to his average potential, he puts himself in another stratosphere compared to the, to the field. Like we see Rory McIlroy in every hole, having 130 in at most, having a wedge in. Ludwig does the same thing. Now, I'm not saying Ludwig is Rory McIlroy. I'm just saying he has such an advantage off the tee. He still has to hit the shots. He still has to hit the putts. But he, his driver just puts him on a, another planet in, in, this, in this field. And on a course where you can really bomb it, look at the last 
10 winners of the of this field. They're all plus driving distance, plus driver golfers. So I love Ludwig. I'm worried about the nuances of Riviera, if he can deal with those. Maybe not. But in a DFS, in a DFS world, I'm not saying he's going to win the event. He doesn't have to win the event at 9200. This is DFS. I think he's a good play because there's going to be ownership in this range spread out somewhere. I don't think it's all going to go to Ludwig. Justin Thomas might be a little popular at 9,100. Finished 20th here last year. He's got a second a a few years ago. And he's playing great golf still, which is is crazy. He finished 12th last year, last week. And that was his worst finish since like August. Let, let, let Let me confirm that. I think that was Justin Thomas's worst finish worldwide since... That was Justin Thomas's worst finish worldwide since Ju- July. He missed the cut at the 3M Open in July, and he finished T12 at the Wyndham, finished T12 last week. That's very impressive from Justin Thomas. He is putting on an absolute ball-striking display. He's putt well here before, and he was very popular last week. Maybe if people get off him this week because he kind of let him down, even though... It, you can say T12 let it let you down, but it probably did. So I just love it. And he's putting on these great Thursdays and Fridays, and he's kind of losing it once he gets into the mix come Saturday and Sunday. Now, that's very unlike Justin Thomas when he gets when he's playing good golf, because he is a he's a dog. He's got that dog mentality. He he plays well when the lights are on. I think that's just gonna come with reps and it's gonna come with time. So I if you if you've been betting Justin Thomas, if you've been playing Justin Thomas. Don't get off him now. Keep going because his time is coming. I truthfully think it is. He's playing great golf. He's getting himself in the mix. I love Justin Thomas. Jordan Spieth, I think he's going to win in the months of March or April. I'm going to give him an eight-week period where I think a win's coming. Hopefully, we can avoid it this week because I'm probably going to wait until uh, we get to Florida for, for Jordan Spieth. But what he's been doing with the driver, what he's been doing with the iron numbers, what he's been doing around the green and on the green has been so amazing bad amazing bad it's he's popping in in off the tee he's popping with his irons with no rhyme or reason it's very jordan spieth-esque it's very jordan spieth-esque to be very random and just pop at will so he's playing he's playing good good golf right now he's playing good he's doing good stuff but i don't want to do the the jordan spieth thing yet i'm going to wait I'm going to wait. Let's get to this 8K range. Tony Finau leads the way at 8-9. And who is at the bottom of this 8K range? It, it, oh, I hate when my screen does this. So I'll just go to the top. Tony Finau at 8K has amazing course history. And he's hitting the cover off the ball and putting like Tony Finau. Huh. He's hitting the cover off the ball and putting like Tony Finau. How, wouldn't that, isn't that on brand? Um, so yeah, what do we want to make of Tony Finau? He loves it here. He plays great every year. It's a golf course that makes so much sense for him. But do we want to do the Tony Finau thing? That's just going to be a question you have to ask yourself because he makes a lot of sense, but he's going to be a little chalky. I think I'm going to pass on Tony Finau just because I don't trust the putter. And especially we're going to get softer conditions. I can see this getting to 20 under plus. So I'm going to wait on Tony Finau. Uh, anyone else in this upper 8K range that I think is live? Sam Burns is coming off of the best. A, pro, a best ball striking week since the 2021 Sanderson Farms in which he won. 
definitely something to keep an eye on because this is a golf tournament he's had great success at. He's played really well. He he almost won a few years ago. So I like Sam Burns. Sahit Gala, 8,600, probably going to be popular again. He's hitting his driver as better, as as good as he had in his, is in, he's hitting, sorry, sometimes I talk too fast. He's hitting his driver as good as he had, has in his entire career. Very enticing. And what did I say last week? Look at Sahit Tagala's driver numbers during the week. If he's gaining strokes, he's going to be in contention. If he's losing strokes, he's going to be out of contention. Sahit Tagala was gaining strokes with the driver. He was in contention. Question we have to ask ourselves, is he going to keep hitting the driver well? I think he can. This is a, He's won in California before on a tree-line golf course. He's finished T6 last year. Sure, finished T5 last week. South is playing great golf. He knows how to perform on these California surfaces. I'm down. Cameron Young, $8,500. Let's have the conversation. I was on him last week. He was my best outright uh, shot last week. He was one of my lineup essentials. And um, he's got good course history here. He finished runner-up two years ago. 20th last year and like Ludwig his driver puts him on second base he hits it long he hits it straight he's going to be in a lot of spots that other guys aren't going to be in it's just a matter of hitting the shots it's a matter of do you want to put your hard on earn money on Cameron Young who has done nothing but disappoint once he gets into contention but at $8,500 he doesn't have to win this golf tournament for him to benefit your lineup Cam Young can surely get back in the mix here finish T6, finish in the top five. That's helping your lineups at $8,500. Matt Fitz, $8,400. I'm so high on Matt Fitz this year. And he he kind of got boned by the weather last, last week. He was in the bad wave and he was four under out the gates. And then he the delay happened, came up the next morning and went two over and then wasn't really the same since then. Finished T15, gained four strokes off the tee, gained around the green, gained putting. I want to see his strokes gains numbers, strokes gain numbers, uh, from this event. He finished T5 here in 2021 and Matt Fitz gives you that elite driver. Like he is an elite driver. I love how he's hitting it right now. And I love the price point. I think Matt Fitz is going to win soon, really soon. Wyndham Clark, $8,300. Wyndham is back. Wyndham is confident. I love it. I really do love what he's, what he's done recently. Um, he was popular last week at the waste management and he was like, there like he was like playing good he finished 41st but he was kind of like in the mix like on on saturday he hit the ball in the water and and went south from there but i love what Wyndham does off the tee obviously he's one of the best drivers on the tour and then he seems to be hitting his irons really well he's now parlayed three straight starts where he's hit his irons really well and that's enticing for Wyndham clark who he needs the irons to be going to be going well so i love Wyndham 8300 i love this lower 8k range adam scott fade out on he has great course history and he has amazing recent iron stats but he hasn't been in the mix he hasn't done anything to make you say like wow adam scott's gonna gonna finish t5 again at riviera generational non-mixer generational backdoor guy just so out and he's gonna be giga chalk this week everyone's gonna want to play adam scott because he's loves he loves riviera he plays great here every year yeah, he does. He plays good golf here, but he's going to be so chalky. He is a fade. You have to fade Adam Scott right here. So I'm out on Adam Scott, and the rest of this 8K range doesn't really move the needle for me. Let's go down to the 7K range because we got some fun names down here. Let me just uh, lower my screen. Uh, I hate when it does this. All right. Uh, I'm just going to go off something else because my screen is fucked. 
Okay, the lower, the upper seven uh, K range. Keegan Bradley down to Harris English, and there's definitely some names in this seven uh, K range that can make some noise. Uh, we'll talk about Will Zalatoris because he's trending, and he finished T four here last year. It's probably his. It was his best result of 2023. I almost said 2024. It was his best result of 2023. Uh, my favorite golfer, Will Zalatoris. Um, guys, we're close. We're not there yet, but we are close. Adam at DG Betting and I have been talking about Will Zalatoris' hammer spot preseason, and we 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 mentioned Houston. We are a hundred percent on pace for Houston to hammer Will Zalatoris, but I think we might be close. Like we might be getting closer to Houston than Houston. I'm eyeing Bay Hill for Will Zalatoris to really get back in the mix and really turn some heads. So. I'm going to have to pass on Will Zalatoris now because he's hitting the ball good. He's hitting the ball better than he, as, as good as he has been in the year, but he's still lacking some distance, still lacking that uh, weekend mix potential. So a guy that I love, $7,800, Nikolai Huygard. He is uber talented. This golf course makes so much sense for him. He's gained strokes off the tee in his last two starts in at completely different golf courses, Pebble and Torrey Pines. Torrey Pines definitely fits him better than Pebble did as he finished second at uh, Torrey Pines. Now, this is a golf course where he can go bombs away, lean into that uh, total bag. A little bit intricate about the surface, a little bit nervous about the intricacies of the surfaces for Nikolai Horgard because it's his first time playing this. He's young, but his talent alone can put him in the mix in a golf course like this in a field like this. He won the DP World Championship over Victor, over Rom, over Rory. Nikolai can win in this field 110%. Um, he probably is, he's a good bet. He truthfully is a top 20 bet. You could probably get plus money on him and a great plug and play at 7,800. So I love Nikolai, probably my favorite play in this upper 7K range. Ben on 7,800. Checks a lot of boxes besides course history, which is a little bit nervous because He's give, he gives you the driver. He, he's trending with the ball striking. He's making a ton of birdies. Uh, I The course history is nervous, but 7,600 is definitely a fair price for, for Ben on. So he let everyone down last week at uh, what at waste management. So I don't know if I want to do the Ben on thing. I, so we will, we will, uh, we'll, it's the monitor of the situation. I don't, I don't have any strong, strong thoughts on Ben on. So, before I get into this lower six, lower 7K range and wrap it up with the 6K range, let me tell you quickly about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. NFL season no more. They have other sports there as well. Research every NBA soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool, and get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as expected probability for the entire play. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users re researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven uh, parlay optimization. Use code SGPN to start making smarter bets today. 50% off your first month code SGPN. Okay. Lower 7K range, 6K range. I love two guys in this lower 7K range. They go by the name of Corey Connors and they go by the name of Cam Davis. Corey Connors has played this event last four years. Public service announcement. Tiger Woods, a veteran caddy. Lance Bennett on the bag at the Genesis Invitational. We'll get into Tiger soon. 
Um, so yeah, Corey Connors has missed the cut here in three of his last four trips, but I just love the greens and regulation, the fairways he gives you. He gives you such a safe floor. I think he's going to be he's going to be low owned and he's just gonna be so safe. Like he's just a mellow plug and play at seventy three hundred, which is a low, a low number. And he gives you some he gives you some equity too. He's playing good golf. Twentieth in Phoenix, thirty first at Pebble. No one's really gonna be running to click Corey Connors. Seventy three hundred dollars. I love it. Finally, Cameron Davis, seventy two hundred dollars, finished T twenty at Pebble, and he's striping it. He's hitting the ball really well the last two starts. I went out to California, watched him play at the Amex, and he was throwing his club, yelling at his caddy, giving four rights, and he was like, something's wrong. He literally looked like he was lost. Something was wrong. He got with his coach, got with on the range, and it figured it out. Now, I am extremely bullish on Cam Davis at a macro level. I think there will be a time this year, maybe next year, where Cam Davis wins in a massively strong field, like a major type venue, when no one's least expecting it. You ask any player on tour, any guy who's in the PGA Tour realm, Cam Davis is as as talented as anyone in the entire world. He's still young, and he still needs to put it together. But he's got the he's got the the build for a course like this. Bombs it off the tee and can make birdies. Like he won on a tree lined, bombs away golf course in Detroit, which I'm not saying Detroit is the same thing as Riviera, but they give you similar styles of scoring. And Cam Davis did that. So $7,200. I love a low on Cam Davis. Um, let's go down to the 6K range and talk about some guys who I think can uh, help benefit your lineup. Emiliano Grillo, 6,900. He's playing great golf. He shot eight under yesterday at, uh, in wa- at Waste Management to finish T22. 14th at Pebble, 20th at, the, at Genesis, and then 7th at the Sony. Emiliano Grillo is just playing great golf. I'm a bit worried about his course history, but he's $6,900. Like... He's playing, he's made his last two cuts at this event and he's trending in the right direction. I think he's a great click. Another guy who is trending, Kurt Kitayama, led the field T to green at Pebble and he finished T8 last week at the waist. He's a guy who gets hot in spurts. So you want to get on him while you can. So th- those two, those two numbers, 6,900, Emilio and agree on Kurt Kitayama, I think are, are good clicks. Um, we'll talk about uh, the middle of the 6K range, which includes Tiger Woods. Uh, but first, I want to talk about Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover has missed like infinity cuts at this event. But this field being limited, this field being shorter, I think he's going to make the cut here. And I just think it's a very interesting place, price. Lucas Glover is priced next to... Lucas Glover has won twice in the last five months. And he's priced next to a guy who's played once in the last like year, meaning Tiger Woods. So it just seems like a, a misprice. Lucas Glover is a generational iron player. Doesn't give you the most off the tee, but he gives you a fairway equity. He's going to hit his irons close. He doesn't have the course history, which is definitely ner- nerve wracking, but he missed his tee time at the, at the waste management, which me- meant he had to withdraw, giving him more time to prep for Riviera. I love Lucas Glover at 6,500. Real quick, Luke List, 6,600. He gained 13 strokes ball striking this year. I mean, last year at this event, 13. That is the most strokes ball striking gained at Riviera ever behind a guy named Phil Mickelson who gained 
0.02 strokes more. So Luke List has one of the best career ball striking performances at Riviera. If that means anything to you, $6,600. Tiger Woods, $6,500. Impressed by what I saw from him at the Hero. Um, He finished T45 here last year. But this is a golf course that he's never really like played well on. But I kind of like him. Like I really do. Like I think this year is going to be good for Tiger Woods. He looks a little bit more healthy. He seems like he's ready to play some okay golf and maybe get into the mix this year. Can we do it, Tiger? I don't think he is a solid play this week, though. I think there is like if he makes the cut, he's not going to give you any like T twenty upside yet. I believe I don't think he's gonna, yet. I, I'm bullish on him this year, but I don't think it's going to happen yet. So I think the click at this at this price point is is, is Lucas Glover. So let's pull up my screen. Let's build a lineup together and, and then we'll get out of here. So where do we want to stop? I think we, I mean, start. I think you want to start with. Uh, I love Matt Fitzpatrick, 8,400. Well, that's a weird place to start, but we'll start with uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay, I said Scotty Scheffler is an easy plug and play. Let's do that. So Scotty Scheffler, and let's go down to. Okay, the, what I what I said from the seventy two hundred dollars range was Corey Connors and Cam Davis. Interesting. Whereas I think Cam Davis is less safe than Corey Connors. I think he is still safe to make the cut. And he gives you that higher weekend upside. So we'll go Cam D here. Anyone? I, I I really love Lucas Lever at 65. If Lucas Lever won twice, he, he won a playoff event. He won twice. Why can't he contend here? Like, why can't he get finished top 10? We'll do Lucas Lever at 6,500. Now we got some salary to work with. We have $8,200 to work with. It's I, I, I love, I love Justin Thomas. I think I, he's my winner this week, to be honest, Justin Thomas. $7,300 to work with. That's just perfect. Leaves us right with Corey Connors. I love this lineup. Scotland Scheffler, Matt Fitz, Cam D, Lucas Glover. That's a great lineup. JT and Corey Connors. So best of luck this week. I will be back tomorrow with the five grand golf bets and a six, a full 6K deep dive. So I will see you there. Any questions, you guys know where to find me. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out.